Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Grown Up Kids. This episode is sponsored by Julie Creeth. Thank you, Julie. Thank you very much. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we're being joined by another Julie. How are you doing today? I thought you guys were talking about me and I was about to, and I was like, nope, that's not my last name. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. No. So we already have Julie's Disney profile, Mm -hmm. because this is not her first rodeo. Yep. Or locomotive chase. My first one was Robin Hood. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that's me. Sorry. Today, <laughs> she was trying to segue to me. I was trying to hit uh, Today, we're going to be discussing the Great Locomotive Chase, which is another Fess Parker movie, a.k.a. Davy Crockett. Uh, so, it's time for the 30-second Disney Dash. Who's going first? You want me to go first? Ooh, sure, if you want to. Oh, my gosh. I'll take one for the team. All right. What are you doing over there? Dropping stuff. I don't know what I'm she's dead. doing. <laughs> All right. Oh gosh, thirty seconds. All right. Okay, on your mark. Get set. Go. All right. Distinguished Ryan Gosling decides that they need to capture a train and take it from the Confederate soldiers to bring it to the Union so that they can win the war. Everybody is on this wild chase. Things get set on fire. They end up getting caught, they spend a week in the woods, they end up in jail, and at the very end, two stay back to fend off the bad guys, and everybody gets medals of honor. 27. Oh, just under the water. Nice, nice. Alright, would you like to go next? Yeah. Okay. On your mark. Get set, and go. So it takes place during the Civil War. We've got the Union versus the Confederates, and we've got Fess Parker as a Union spy, and he tries to take the train outside of Atlanta to bring it back to the Union. Uh, They want to destroy supplies along the way, but then they end up getting caught by some of the Confederates. They are in the woods, and then they get in jail, and then they get out. 25, 26. <laughs> 25, 26. Okay. All right. Ready, set, go. It's the Civil War. Yankees versus Confederates. And some Yankee dude named Andrews is helping to steal Confederate locomotive with a group of soldiers. Fuller basically owns it and isn't happy when he's duped by Andrews. He legit does everything to get it back, including running 800 miles and then pushing a cart himself another 800 miles. The chase is on. In the end, the poor Yanks are caught and hung, but they shook the Confederates good. 23 seconds. Guys, I don't know if you know, but that means I won. That does mean you won. Good job, Katie. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So some history on The Great Locomotive Chase. It is a 1956 Walt Disney Productions film. Uh, It was filmed in Cinescope. Cinemascope. Cinemascope. Uh, It is based on the real great locomotive chase that occurred in 1862 during the Civil War. 
we have Fess Parker as James Andrews, the leader of the group of Union soldiers from various Ohio, shout out to yeah. Ohio, regiments who volunteered to go behind Confederate lines in civilian clothes, steal a Confederate train north of Atlanta and drive it back to Union lines in Tennessee, just uh, tearing up railroad tracks and destroying bridges and telegraph lines along the way. So, it was written and produced by Lawrence Edward Watkin and directed by Francis D. Lyon, and it features Jeffrey Hunter, John Lepton, Kenneth Toby, Don McGowan, and Slim Pickens. (laughs) Slim Pickens! Like, literally, I don't know who that is, but that's funny. That's amazing. I definitely definitely read Lepton as Lupin. Oh, yeah. John. Oh, Rima's John Lupin. Huh. Mm. What? All right, so Paul J. Smith composed the score of the film. It was filmed in Georgia and North Carolina along what is now abandoned, actually. It was the Tallulah Falls Railway. Uh, It was released in U.S. theaters by Buena Vista Distribution on June 8th of 1956. And Disney was trying to capitalize on Fess Parker's fame as an actor for his portrayal of Davy Crockett. And the film reteamed him with Jeff York, a.k.a. good old Mike Fink. <sighs> Mike Fink. So. We're going to see him in a couple movies coming up here, so get used to these two. I know. I pasted the history twice. <laughs> okay. I was like, whoa, I was trying lots to, of history this time. <laughs> trying to make the doc look bigger. Alrighty. <laughs> All right. Fun facts. I don't know how fun these facts are going to be. I'm sure they're (laughs) super fun. We'll just call them facts this time. All right, so in the early 1500s, 1500s, in the early 1950s, (laughs) woo! (laughs) Disney uh, contemplating making two live-action films. So that was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and The Great Locomotive Chase. So he has storyboards made for both. And the theater executives preferred 20,000 Leagues, so he opted to make that first. But For a good reason, really. That's a better movie. Yeah, I would agree. Um, this one was very slow moving. It was. For, it took for a while. A, for a locomotive chase, it was quite slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he never did forget about his idea for the great locomotive chase, and it wasn't long before he was determined to make it. Um, if you know anything about Walt, he has a special place in his heart for trains, so I can see him really wanting to yes. follow this story. He even had a miniature train in his garden at his house and would e- was even seen occasionally riding a train around his studios on his weekly television series, Disneyland. I don't know if anybody knows this or if there's any fun facts about this, but at the Walt Disney World Resort, at the Great Wilderness, the Great Wilderness, <laughs> at, the Wilderness <laughs> at the Wilderness Lodge Resort, uh... In the DVC section, there's actually, like, a train room, and you can go in there, and they have, like, a ton of pictures and drawings, like, of Walt's trains that he collected and had, and it's also just really cozy and gorgeous. There's, like, fireplaces and rocking chairs and comfy couches and checkers and chests and... I feel like you're in a cabin. It's really awesome, and uh, and there's, like, a ton of train history in that building. Uh, so if you're there and you like trains or you like Walt history in general, check out that room, because it's really neat. It's in the DVC portion. 
It's definitely That's worth exciting. It. Yeah. It's neat. It's really cool. It's, it's one like of my favorite places to just chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where my uh, DVC home resort is going to be when I finally buy DVC clothes. <laughs> yeah. Is that Copper Creek? Copper Creek. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the train room is in the original DVC building, so oh. it's not the Copper Creek cabins. It's gotcha. the, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the other building. Also, do you guys know what Walt's railroad was named in his backyard? I forget. The, um, it's not the Lily Bell. The Carolyn, Carolwood Pacific Railroad. Pacific, yeah. You were getting there. I knew it was was Carol something, but I couldn't remember if it was like Caroline, because I think that's one of his daughter's names, right? Sharon and, no, I don't know. Sharon, I know for sure. Wait, why are you Googling? You're taking away my, uh, I can't read. Your facts that might be fun? Yeah, my not fun facts. Okay. So, the great locomotive chase has actually been put on film before as Buster Keaton's greatest film, The General. So, Keaton was a contemporary and competitor with the currently better known silent star, Charlie Chaplin. So Disney's take on the story is different from that earlier film, though. Um, Keaton's classic was a comedy. Walt's is like a drama adventure. Um, Keaton's was a perspective from the South. Walt's was a perspective from the North. Um, the cool side. Yeah. Uh, Keaton's lacked any sense of historical accuracy, while Disney closely followed the original event, which, again, with his love of trains, I can see him being like, no, we're doing this right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Keaton filmed in California, but Disney went to Georgia for most of their shooting. As Mike said. So the real general, which is the locomotive stolen in the movie, is on display in Kennesaw, Georgia, at the Kennesaw Museum of Civil War and Locomotive History. So if you want some more real Walt history, go there. And the real locomotive, Texas, is on display at the Atlanta Cyclorama and Civil War Museum in Atlanta, Georgia. So, you know, these are fun facts for me because I was a history major. So all, all right. of this is like, yes, I want to visit all of these things. <laughs> all right. I got one person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this could possibly be the first use of a curse word in a Walt Disney film. So when they're all Ooh. sitting around at um, dinner yeah. and they're kind of hiding out, the one guy says, damn Yankees. And it's said three times. And even even though one of the characters says, damn, Yankees ain't swearing mother, and you know it. So oh. I don't know if they put that in there just because they were like, we want to say damn, but we want to not be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really consider that a swear word. I agree. So. I agree. I, but... think back, I think back in that time, though, it definitely was considered a swear. Yeah. yeah. So Disney assigned this project to screenwriter, screenwriter Lawrence Watkin, which he also did Treasure Island. Um, and also made him the producer, even though he had zero experience doing that. Um, Gotta so, start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So to direct, Disney hired Francis Lyon, who is a former film editor who had transitioned to directing a few years earlier. And despite both of them not having a lot of experience, Lyon later said that Disney did not interfere in any way during the shooting. And said that, you know, Disney had his hand full, hands full with the ongoing construction of Disneyland. Um, but Fess Parker, however, said that Walt wanted the last word. He didn't want anybody to challenge him. And so that, and so made sure not to employ a strong assertive producer or director to the film. So. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. So he kind of had like ulterior motives, 
but was also kind of like giving these guys a chance to start somewhere. Yeah. So benefits everybody, I guess. So the actual. I feel like. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. I feel like when you're uh, a producer or director that Walt picks because he wants to have the final say, it's kind of Walt saying that you're you're weak, so it's not necessarily <laughs> the best compliment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, the actual Georgia rail line on which the Andrews raid occurred was by 1955 too modern to be used for a period film. But they found another line in Georgia, the Tallulah Falls Railway that Meg mentioned, about 50 miles away. It still existed in like the crude standard 1860s kind of look, so it was perfect. Uh, much of the movie filmed in and around the town of Clayton, Georgia, and a number of Clayton Towns people were hired for bits, including the mayor, the chief of police, and the local Baptist minister. So it's kind of cool that the people, you know, like they had to deal with them filming there, but they kind of got to be a part of it anyway. Um, Fess Parker was unhappy with Walt because he felt like he wasn't being given enough opportunities to stretch his acting wings in other more grown-up movies. So Walt wouldn't loan him out for two movies. That would be The Searchers and Bus Stop. Um, either of them could have marked a major turning point in Parker's career and screen persona, so it was likely with some personal consternation towards Disney that Parker Lady. Parker later called this film dull, and he said there was more tender, loving care of the locomotives than of their live assets. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, like, yeah. you know, while in the case of, like, Snow White, she didn't care that she wasn't allowed to do anything. Like, she never talked any hostility, no harsh feelings, but here's Fess Parker. He's like, mm, I would have liked to have done some other films. And I might be mistaken, but I think... Um, Disney didn't even, like, he was, someone approached him and was like, hey, we want to use him for this, and I don't even think he brought it up to Fess Parker. He just said no himself. So that's kind of, that kind of sucks. But, you know, if you like your guy, you like your guy. So it's true that Walt was a major train enthusiast, and he spared little expense on historical accuracy on this movie, starting with the trains themselves. So the actual General and Texas locomotives were in museums, and it was kind of complicated to reactivate them to, like, a fully operational state. So he found two other period engines. So one was the William Mason, and that was brought in from the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad to play the General, and the other was the Inyo, which was rented from Paramount Studios to play the Texas. So both were almost exactly identical to the real engines, and the Inyo was also used in So Dear to My Heart. So throwback to a film we watched a little while ago. So last, maybe fun, but mostly just fact. (laughs) Uh, The film was well-received by moviegoers, and critics praised it as a rousing adventure story and de facto history lesson? Factual. I don't know. No. But it didn't do well at the box office to warrant a reissue. It was later aired in two parts in May of 1961 on Disneyland under the title Andrew's Raiders. Hmm. Interesting. So people liked it, but didn't like it? People... (laughs) You're gonna suffer, but you're gonna be happy about it. People gave it good reviews, but they didn't go out to see see it a lot. Yeah. So the people that saw it gave it good reviews, yeah, but... Not a lot of people went. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so our characters. First up is James J. Andrews, who's played by Fess Parker, who is Davy Crockett, who is... The dad and old yeller. The dad and old yeller. The guy oh, from Westward Ho. Yep, he's in a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> And it's all the same kind of character. <laughs> which is probably why he was frustrated. Right. He wasn't allowed to stretch his wings. Right. Um, so he is the Union spy and leader of the volunteers of the Union to go and get this train and bring it back to the North, kind of in a revenge thing on the South, uh, but while destroying the railroad on the way. To make it impossible for them to follow them back. Um, He's a cool character. Uh, He, so, like, like Julie mentioned before, like, this film was kind of slow moving in the beginning. It was, they were setting up a lot, and it, like, took a while to get to the actual chase part, which is where it started to get a little bit more exciting. Um, But Fast Parker's role as Andrew's, I think is like what shined the most in the beginning. Like he was the one that you clung to, you know, to like follow the storyline. He was to me really the only exciting part of the beginning of that movie. Um, I agree. But I, I don't know. I like, I liked him. I, I feel like he's very Davyish in this movie. Meaning like everything, like he sets his mind to something and it just happens. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, we're in this sticky situation, like, this guy is chasing us, quick, hurry, break up the rail, cut the line, let's go, and, like, it happens, and it happens the way it's supposed to, and then it's gone. You're right. And he, uh, he is Davy Crockett-ish. It's like, everything happens right for him. Right, and he's confident about it, but, I mean, in the end, it doesn't really work out too well for them, but for the most part of this film... Yeah, but he's, like, you kind of, like, view him as the guy that's, like, oh, well, he says to do this, it's gonna be fine, like, let's just do it, and, like, the volunteers just trust him. Yeah, yeah. There's one volunteer that doesn't trust him, he's super skeptical, but I can't remember what his name was. Is he, like, the really big guy? Yeah, he was, like, like the real giant. Right. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't care for him through most of the film, but then... Well, we can talk about him now if you want to. William Campbell, he's the he's one of the other characters I put down to talk about. Because he, um, yeah, he doesn't trust Andrews for most of the film, but then whenever they're in jail and they're trying to break out, he does, like, he does come to his aid. And he, yeah, he saves Andrews' life, and I believe he dies because of it, right? Doesn't Andrews die? I'm pretty sure they all end up dying. Oh, yeah. No, eight of them survive. Or, so... No, but I think that Campbell and Andrews... They did all escape. Two of them stayed behind to um, make sure the others escaped. It might have been Andrews and Campbell. Yeah, it was was a sad ending. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. It definitely... I was not expecting that. Yeah, me either. And I was like, oh, it went there. I was kind of expecting it to just be like, you know, a typical Disney ending. (laughs) <laughs> where everybody well, survives and everybody's happy and they're good and the good guys won. And you know what? <laughs> Normally it might have, maybe if it didn't have to do with something that Walt really cared about and he wanted to be, like, super accurate about it. It's historically you know? accurate, yeah. But otherwise, I can see him being like, no, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> the North did a wonderful thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody went back home to their families and 
yeah. So the other guy, um, his real name, Jeffrey Hunter, in the movie, William A. Fuller, he was the conductor of the Confederate train. So he's the guy who got duped by Andrews and had his train stolen and... Tried to chase them the whole time. Literally ran more than any human, I think, can ran, can, can run, and then found this little push car and I, went even further. <laughs> this guy. I was like, honestly, I was like, dude, give it up, they're gone. <laughs> it's over. Oh. You're up against Davy Crockett, man. You're not going to win. And when they were in the uh, tunnel, and mm-hmm. they're basically, like, on fire, and he's yeah. like, yes, yeah, can do it. Push through. Push through. I know. Ooh. I was oh like, God. you're dedicated. Yeah, that guy was, yeah. You know, he was, like, on, like, the bad guy side, but I got to give him props, because it's very determined. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. I think that's really the only every all the other characters are kind of just like not that they're not important because the volunteers but just are very like important. needed for numbers kind right of? there's not really like that's why I only picked these three or me and Meg only picked these three because they were the ones that stood out to us yeah so Julie if you have another character you want to bring up by all means um no I mean those were the the big ones there was like some woman in the beginning that was like cooking dinner for everybody or she had some words to say but she kind of disappeared through right. the rest of the movie so <laughs> The only other thing I was thinking is, like, the guy that they kind of trick into getting the keys. Don't they, like, um, he's, like, the guy that's guarding the prison, and he's, like, older. Do you remember that? And And then they, like, trick him into somehow they get the keys from him, but then, like, they end up locked. Not they don't lock him in the cell, but they like just leave him there, and then they run away, and then all of a sudden he's like running behind them, like minutes later with a gun. Yes, I remember that because he was like they were all singing a song, and then they stopped for a second. He's like, "Hey, why right. stop second? Right? <laughs> yeah. There was yeah. also that like teenager who gets the word out that they're stealing the train after they cut all the lines. He like hops on the train and goes to the next station to make sure That's that it right. gets out to. And that's how they get captured. So I guess he was kind of a hero for the South. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I don't uh, remember his name or anything. But I don't either. I yeah. Teenage dude. All right. <laughs> Favorite character scene. Um, mine is going to be Andrews. And I liked the fire scene where they, they like, caught that entire... Um, section of the train on fire and just, like, left it behind. And, like, it, Andrews was so sure that, like, that was going to be the end of it. He's like, oh, they're done. And then it wasn't. But it was just, like, it looked cool because it, like, just looked so real and they yeah. just pushed through it. And and then they're just, like, pushing this totally burned down <laughs> empty piece of a train on the track. And it was funny. <laughs> and it was, like, funny and stuff. <laughs> Is this your favorite scene, too? That's what I said my oh, favorite okay, scene okay. was. Okay. Yes, humans on fire. <laughs> Hilarious. Right, right. Um, I'll say Andrews is also my favorite character. Just because, you know, he can lead a whole team of volunteers. This guy isn't getting paid for this. It's just something he believes in. And he's very resilient. Um, you know, no matter... I mean, so is Fuller, though. Very resilient. Um, 
Well, I feel like both these guys are the same character, but yeah, on opposite but on different sides. sides. Yes. Um, and favorite scene, uh, I'll say when they're sitting down to dinner. They are pretending... Like before the chase starts? Yes. They're yeah. pretending to be from the South. They're mm-hmm. pretending to be Confederate supporters. Um, and I have to give a shout out to William Campbell because... So here they are pretending that, you know, they... You know, those damn Yankees, they don't like the North. And he almost can't... He can't stand it. It's very hard for him to even pretend, you know, to do something in favor of the North. It's hard even for him to put himself in that situation and act like a Southerner. Mm-hmm. And I, the other people rope him in, but I get it because, like, you feel so... He's so patriotic to what he believes in, and he feels so strongly... I mean, he almost blows it, you know? He I almost doesn't sing with the rest of them. I, I don't know if I could do that. I know. It's... Like, if you think about our political climate now... Yeah, and, like, I don't think I'd be able on, to like, do that. Like, if I had to pretend to be on the other side. Yeah. I know. It's... Yeah, it's really tough. So, shout out to all those guys. I mean, honestly, it's kind of scary seeing this movie and how, like, this is the Civil War... And thinking about how our country is right now and the climate, just being like, this could, this could happen again. Put modern clothes on these people and it looks the same. Yep. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Although it would be, uh, it would be the great Amtrak chase, and I feel <laughs> like that would be a little bit more exciting of a movie. <laughs> it would be. It would be way more fast-paced. Yeah. So yeah. what about what about you, Julie? Um, so I really like Fuller. I know that he was the enemy, but I just loved his determination and that he was not giving up no matter what. And no matter how many flaming train cars they left for him, he found a way to get past every single one of them, and it was just incredible. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite scene was the same scene as Meg's when they're in the the tunnel and they're engulfed in flames and they make it through and they're just, you know, pumping through with this completely charred (laughs) train car. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I got hair on my glasses and it's poking my eye. Okay. Uh, So, least favorite character scene. Um, Least favorite character, I'm just gonna go with Fuller because he was ambitious to the point where like I just wanted to be like give it up dude like just (laughs) give up I just want you to fail (laughs) you know (laughs) like I want you to fail so bad (laughs) and uh and you just keep chugging through and I wish you wouldn't and least favorite scene I mean the ending just sucks yeah the ending of the movie I mean like nobody makes it out you know Least favorite, I guess I, I mean, I appreciate Fuller for his determination, but like Mike said, I mean, he's technically the bad guy, so I was rooting against him, so if I have to pick a least favorite character, I guess I'd have to pick him. Um, and then least favorite scene, I'm actually gonna say is your guys' favorite scene, because when you see them survive and come out of that tunnel, the look on the, not the Confederate, The Union. The Union, they're, like, the volunteers, their faces, they're just like, oh my god, like, how many times can we escape like, these guys? It like, wasn't that, like, their last train car, too? Like, what are they going to do? Yeah, it was pretty much, I mean, like, their last straw, their last hope. 
and chance. So that was sad to me. It was sad. I felt bad. Yeah. What about you, Julie? Um, let's see. So I really, really, really didn't like Campbell in the beginning. I kind of wanted to like punch him in the face and be like, dude, you're going to ruin everything. Stop it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, towards the end, he helps out and he helps the other guys survive and goes down with Andrew, basically. Um, the scene that I did not like was when they were on the train car right before they stole the train, like when they were taking the train down. And Campbell gets up and, like, tries to start a fight with Andrew because he doesn't like the whole plan and he's really upset. And mm. I was like, dude, stop it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're gonna ruin everything, man! Yeah. They planned this so hard, stop! If you don't want to be part of it, you could have stayed at home! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy had a, had a fire in his belly, that's for sure. I think that's Mike Fink. That's Jeff York. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's all, like becoming makes sense it all makes sense to me what we took away i have something um yeah no i do uh the north rocks sorry (laughs) southerners (laughs) not southerners confederates well i mean it's the same thing unfortunately well there could be people in the south that didn't agree agreed there there were people in the north that didn't agree with the north so i mean you know right the Union Rocks. <laughs> and I say that because I'm from Ohio, and they seem like they were on the right side of history. So. Agreed. I'm going to take away... So, it's a sad ending. Um, you know, these people, most don't make it out alive. They're trying to do something for what they believed in. But it really did shake the South. So here's this group of... Yeah. They weren't nobodies, but nobodies who stole a train and duped all these people, and it really did cause a ruckus with them. It, it made them nervous that yeah. these people who were, you know, like, like, who they, are these people? And they they caused all this trouble. They kind of ended up doing what they wanted to do, though, unfortunately, they lost their lives doing it. Right. You know, I mean, like, they did, they did what they set out to accomplish. They just didn't quite have the fairy tale ending that they deserved really you know but i guess bottom line everyone can make a difference even if you're just one person even if you're a small collection of people you can make a difference looking at a picture of the real james andrews the actor that they got to play him is almost spitting image minus the longer beard which is pretty crazy yeah Disney uh, lucked out there because, you know, he likes to just <laughs> keep his actors. He just, like, was right. going to put Fess Parker in as many movies as he can <laughs> until Fess gets fed up with him, which clearly he's on his way to be. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting in this movie. Um, I guess this is kind of my takeaway from it. So, being a history major, you learn that the South was winning the war up until the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, and that's kind of when the turning point of the war, Gettysburg and things like that. And so to see that and to see the determination of the Southern, the Confederate general, I guess, is what he was. I don't know, whoever Fuller, Fuller was. Yeah. But to see that determination, you know, you kind of get a sense of why they were winning the war until Gettysburg. Because it seems like they all had some fire to, you know, win. As did both sides, but, you know, the North just ended up conquering and we were all on the right side of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 
Agreed. Alright, I mean, this is a quickie. Does anybody have anything <laughs> they want to add before we go? Uh, overall, like, thumbs up, thumbs down. So I guess one thing that kind of bothered me is that they got them going to a pretty decent speed. Trains, I don't feel, would stop that quickly. Because they were stopping and reversing quite a few times, and it seemed like it was a lot quicker than a train, a giant hunk of iron like that would actually stop. I agree. That was my only, like, real issue with the movie. It made me nervous. It was like, yeah, like, how, how, and how are they possibly able to stop? Yeah. I was going to comment on something with that, too. I'm going to give it a... I mean, it's like a neutral thumb. <laughs> like, it was... <laughs> like, like, thumb. Medium yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't horrible. I watched the whole thing. I stayed awake for the whole movie. Uh, yeah, whoop, whoop. And... I, what? The first that I fell asleep during the first half. I had to start it over again and watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get into, but once you get to, once you get, like, to them at dinner, or maybe a little after that, then it starts to pick up, and it gets, it gets better. It was, like, okay. two-thirds into the movie before it got really good. I agree. It gets even better even later, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm also a neutral thumb. You know, I'm a, I I'm don't a horizontal need to, thumb. I don't need to ever watch it again. <laughs> it, but it was a one, one and done for me. Once it did pick up, I will say that it was kind of a thriller, and it made gave me got me anxious because it was like, oh my god, like Fuller's catching up. They gotta cut the line still. They gotta move. Get back on the train. Hurry up! Like trains gotta <laughs> go before right. they really go. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, it did make me a little anxious, but. Yep. That was the drama part, right? It's a drama adventure. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So I think that brings us to our Disney memory. So this week comes from Emily Brooks. She says, hey, Katie and Meg, currently listening to your podcast. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. I recently have had to be on the road a lot due to moving to a new town and starting a new job. And so I was looking for a good podcast to listen to. Of course, I searched for a Disney one and came across yours. I seriously look forward to driving just so I can listen to y'all. I grew up watching Disney movies and going on vacation to the parks with my parents and two sisters. But as they grew out of Disney, I became more obsessed. There's just something... Who grows out of Disney? (laughs) They're not a grown-up kid. Okay, go ahead. There's just something (laughs) about the magic within the parks and characters. I teach special education preschool, and my classroom is decked out in Disney, obviously, and I just love bringing the magic to my students that are often underserved and rejected. So thank you for helping me be a grown-up kid. My favorite memory as a child, we have on film me running up to Goofy at a meet-and-greet character hour, and I flat-out took down Goofy. My three-year-old self just got so excited to see him that I knocked him down. Oh my god, can you, like, share this video to our group? (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Like, just take a picture, uh, or just, like, take a video of the video so that we can see it. Yes, I need to see that. Um, But I hope to have a new favorite memory soon when my soon-to-be husband and I go to Disney for our honeymoon. It's his first time in his birthday, so I'm jealous of all the pins he'll get. But I am so excited to share my favorite place with my favorite person. Thanks for bringing happiness to us adults. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Best wishes to you. Yeah, congratulations. And your, your future wedding. 
or maybe maybe it's already there. Been. I don't know if it's already happened, yeah. but thank you. Thank you. Uh, and congrats. And please, if you can, <laughs> share that video. Even if you don't want, it to po- want us to post it, just send it to our email so we can see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so if you would like to have your Disney memory featured on the show, please email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. It could be anything Disney-related. Just send it our way, and we'll feature it on a future episode. Yes. So, thank you for joining us again, Julie. Thank you You're for... You're welcome. Um, it. We were supposed to do this, like, maybe a month ago, I think. <laughs> I think I we know. tried twice, and yeah. Skype wasn't working. Skype wasn't working. Microphones broke. Schedules didn't line up. But... But, you know, we're getting it done. Would you like to give a little shout out to your podcast? Yeah, I would actually. So we just recorded our Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween episode Ooh, that comes out nice. next weekend. It's two and a half hours, and I think I only need to edit out like fifteen minutes. So it's going to be a really nice. good episode about like literally all the details. So uh, me and Amy, who was on a couple weeks ago, I she's don't know. Actually, she's probably. Or is going it coming out after this one? On after you. Don't worry, <laughs> she shouts it out too. She does. Yeah. <laughs> so my other podcast host will be featured on a future <laughs> episode of this. Um, but we do a Disney food podcast. So each week we talk about a different Disney restaurant, and we have a lot of fun with it. We kind of have themed months. This past month was breakfast. Coming up is Disney Springs. December is treat yourself, which we were very excited about. And we go down a couple times a year, so we wanted to share that with you. It can be found on Podbean at onelittlespice.podbean.com. And then we are also on Patreon, like these guys. And we are starting a new, what are they called? Rewards? Mm -hmm. Uh, That is going to be a Disney One Little Spice blend packet. So we're really excited about that one, too. So come check us out there. And if you like Disney food or just Disney or like to hear us sound foolish on the air <laughs> listen to us and that's that's all i get yeah even if you've never been to the parks like just hearing about it i mean it'll, it'll get you, you excited to go to the parks so. it'll make you want to go to the parks yes. yeah if you have any sort of appreciation for any kind of food whatsoever give them a listen all right so grown-up kids can be found on podbean itunes the google play store stitcher tune in and spotify so make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on social media and join in on the conversation. We're on Facebook at Grown Up Kids of Disney Podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Grown Up Kids of Disney Podcast Group that what? you can join. That's what it's called? Yep. I can't believe it. <laughs> We're on Twitter and Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. And you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Grown Up Kids Pod. If you head on over to our Facebook discussion group that I just talked about, you can uh, <laughs> you can see the document that I've posted with the list of all the movies that we're doing and all the availability to be left on the show. Uh, it is currently up to date, 100%, as of this weekend that this is coming out. So make sure that you check that out and then just comment on that or you can email us and message us on Facebook and we will get you on an episode. However, if you message us this weekend, I will not respond for about two weeks because we're going to be out of the country. So don't feel like we're ignoring you. I just am not going to be uh, doing work. I want to give a little shout out to uh, Meg and myself because the day this comes out, it's our uh, two-year anniversary. Oh yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll be currently... 
let's see. Right in now Scotland. it's Scotland. Yeah, we'll be in Scotland. Yep. So, all right. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to watch Davy Crockett and the River Pirates ahead of next week's episode. If you didn't have enough Fest Parker, more next here's week. Some more. And don't forget, adults are only kids, grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.